The last video I just made was about how to receive money. And there's a little more to it than that, not a whole lot more. You have to be ready to receive. So part of receiving money, there's little things you need to have, like a bank account. You need a place to put it. And when you're raising capital for your company, you're selling something, which is a securities offer. So you need to at least know the terms of what you're selling. And usually that's either equity at a certain valuation or you're trying to borrow money. And equity valuations is one of those interesting arts uh, for the startup because there's not exactly a robust market for putting money in the hands of startup entrepreneurs like there is for, say, selling a house. On any given day, you know what a house is worth because you just lower the price till you find a buyer. There's lots and lots of buyers. It's a very robust and liquid market. But on every, any given day, there's almost no market for your great idea. And so how do you value that idea? Uh, part of the goal is to try to figure out ways to get some traction, get some proofs of concept, like evidence that this could work, or maybe you've started making a few sales, so that's evidence that it does work, and you just need to reach more people to sell them. Uh, that is really um, part of the trick, and we're not going to go into that too much here. The trick of entrepreneurship is getting enough pieces to create a value-based conversation where an investor is willing to put a, take risk. Uh, I'm thinking of so many interesting stories about risk. I'll just jump into this because I've been wanting to tell this story for a while. I know this is tangential. <laughs> I raised capital in the 2000s for an earlier iteration of Vegan Launch, and this was before we had all these nice Title III laws that allow an entrepreneur to raise money from the general public. Those laws went into effect in the U.S. from 2013 to 2016, and uh, they were just recently upgraded on November 2nd, 2020. Uh, they're, now they're much better, and so startup entrepreneurs have it's legal to talk about raising money in the public, which has been illegal since 1933. You do have to spend a little bit of money on regulations, but it's, um, when I first started out in this game, you typically need about $50,000 in legal fees. And if you only wanted to raise 50, first of all, how do you raise that? <laughs> I was like, how do you raise $50,000 to pay the lawyers so that you can raise $50,000? That is the I've really never found a lawyer that's a great answer to that question. And Vegan Launch is solving that problem for the class of vegan entrepreneurs. But anyway, I had some friends, they had some money, not a lot, but you know, five and $10,000. And I attempted to build uh, an ecological investment fund that the general public could participate in. It flopped, but it took a long time to flop. And I raised uh, about $100,000 from friends, and I needed $5 million. So as I got into it, I realized that I, was, I didn't know how to raise the $5 million so that I could raise a big fund. And at the same time, allow the public to participate. I wasn't trying to raise a venture capital fund. We'll talk about that 
in another video how, how private VC funds work. But I want a public fund because the public cares. And I want the public to be able to be involved in financing the things they care about. And not just waiting for Wall Street to tell them what they can and can't do. Anyway, long story short, after several years, it just wasn't working. And I called or emailed and all of the people who invested. I said, folks, I can't go on. I, I give up. And so you can now write your investment off on your taxes as an investment loss. And two of my friends, Kurt and George, they did not know each other, but independently, they each called me on the phone and they said the exact same thing. And they said, Mark, I just want you to know, when we invested in your company, we had no hope of you succeeding. We were, we were confident you would fail. And I thought, God, I said, you know, George and Kurt, I said, I would never would have asked for your money if I had any thought that failure was even a remote possibility. Uh, that just shows you what kind of people are out there who believe in startups enough to give me a chance to fail. They wanted to give me a chance to see how far I could move the ball down the court. And really, if it weren't for their generosity in that way back in the 2000s, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. And Vegan Launch is working. You know, we really help, we're helping fund companies. It's really what I had dreamed about. And of course, the vegan companies will have a huge impact on ecology and more and more as we grow. So I'm very excited and I'm very grateful for those two folks and everyone else that gave me a shot. So you find those people if you're receiving. But again, the key thing, the key elements of receiving are, again, bank account and the offer structure. You don't even necessarily need the legal documents at first, but you do need to know what you're selling. And usually that comes down to something called pre-money valuation and how much you're selling. So we often recommend for first rounds of capital, if a, if a company doesn't have much of a track record, a $2 million pre-money valuation. And let's look at what that means before we explain why, because it seems kind of random. But let's explain what that means. The pre-money valuation is what somebody would theoretically have to pay to buy your whole company. But you don't want to sell your company, you want to grow your company. And a lot of entrepreneurs think, oh, if I want to raise money, I have to sell off a piece of my company, like, you know, giving away an arm or something like that. That's not how it works. What happens is the pre-money valuation is what the company's worth if somebody, if you were to sell it in one whole piece. But since you're going to stay and grow it, what you want to do is add money. So let's say you it's a $2 million pre-money valuation and you're raising $200,000. Well, that money would be then added to the company's balance sheet and you end up with a post-money valuation. And the post-money valuation is the pre-money valuation plus the cash equals the post-money valuation. And I always quiz my, you know, I quiz entrepreneurs once I teach them this. It's such an easy bit of math and you gotta be able to do this level of math if you wanna be an entrepreneur really, or, or find somebody on staff who can, it's not hard. So I say, look, if the company's worth $2 million in pre-money and you add $200,000, what is it worth in post-money valuation? 
And the answer is $2.2 million or $2,200,000. And how much does the, if the new owners, if it's one person or 20 people each putting in $10,000, what do they own? Well, you take that $20,000, excuse me, you take that $200,000 and divide it by the post money valuation. So 200,000 divided by 2.2 million is a little, it's roughly 9%. It's not 10%, it's a little bit less because the company just grew. It just got bigger because they just added cash. Now your job is to take that cash, produce more results so that in people's minds, the, value, the, the valuation, the company will be bigger. And maybe you'll come back for another round of capital at 4 million or 6 million. And that's how companies grow is through this sequence. But if you're raising your first capital and you want it to be equity, and you're having the conversation I mentioned that started with running into your old friend at the dinner party, and they get to the point, if the person is interested, they'll say, well, what do I get if I give you $20,000? You say, well, it's a pre-money valuation of $2 million, and we're raising 200000 and you want to put in 20,000. So if, uh, you know, 200,000 is 9% of the post money valuation, your 20,000 would be a tenth of that. You get a little bit less than 1% ownership at the new level for your $20,000. When you're ready with that conversation, you're ready to receive money. Now, getting ready and getting confident in that, that's part of our mentoring program that'll we're going to go into that more in detail so that we can teach more people more quickly because there's, a huge, there's so many opportunities in the vegan economy, it's unending. And my goal is to really train as many entrepreneurs as possible who want to take on a, a, part, a part of this uh, economic transformation. That's why I'm making these videos to help get people who are interested, familiar with some of the core concepts we talk about during the mentoring so that we can focus on higher level strategic uh, issues but that's that's the culmination in a lot of ways of what we do in preparing people to receive money is get their valuation ready get their lawyers lined up make sure it's legal in whatever country they're in and then be ready to receive and it's very fascinating how once you're You've got all the elements lined up and ready to receive, and now you know how to listen to people so that they self-identify as investors, and then they essentially invite themselves into your deal. And, you know, there's obviously a lot of variations on that, but fundamentally it's not a game. There's a certain kind of hustling that goes on, but you're not... You're not hurting people so much. If you're doing that, that means you're putting people in a deal that they may not really know why they're in it. You want people to really, you know, we're, we're vegans. We're not just trying to make a buck, a fast buck. We're trying to make an honest buck and do something good for the world. And we want to have really good relationships. Again, that means listening to the investor and making sure they're really satisfied. Are there some people that just never can be satisfied? that all they want to do is ask questions? Yes. When you listen, you'll be able to identify and distinguish the difference between somebody who's asking you questions because they're trying to satisfy their desire to help 
and other people who are asking questions because they want to satisfy their desire to never do anything. That's, a, that's the art of listening, is to be able to begin to hear the difference and gracefully handle each of those situations. Often what will happen is you'll find that you've come across somebody who has the potential to write a large check. They might even be saying, look, I've got a lot of money. I'd love to put it into your company, but uh, you need to do A, B, and C, and I, you, know, you need to do a business plan, and you're missing all kinds of ingredients. And what they try to do is they try to make it sound like there's something wrong with you. And if only you would fix yourself, then they would give you the money. That is a very fancy way of saying no. One of the ways to test that, to see if you're right about that, you might say, well, look, I understand we're talking about a $50,000 check or a $100,000 check, and what you're asking me to produce, if I do that, that's going to take me away from just making day-to-day -day sales or handling these important issues, or it's just going to take me away from the company altogether while I work on these details. How do you feel about doing a small investment today of, say, ten or $20,000? With that money, I'll be able to hire some staff, and we'll take care of all of your questions. And once you're satisfied with that, you come back with the larger amount. Now, if they say no to that, what that means is they're just looking for an out. They're not really committed to what you're doing. Now, that doesn't mean that they'll never be committed. Maybe your conversation wasn't resonating with them in the right level, right? We don't want to blame. We never blame the other person for not giving us the money. That's deadly. <laughs> that, is a, that will kill your business. So we always want to take responsibility for the outcome, whatever it is. But it's fair to test and qualify somebody to make sure that you don't end up just wasting your time. So those are, that's the next, like I said, the next key element to receiving is, again, you've got the conversation moving, but there is an endpoint, and you need to get that prepared. So we'll be going more and more into detail about how to get prepared to receive. But to be honest, if you're even a little ready, like maybe you don't even have your valuation yet, you can do this. I've done this. So say somebody really wants to give you money. If they're really in the giving mood and you're ready to receive, you can say, you know, we're working on the valuation. I'd like to put this money in an escrow account and get back to you with the final numbers. Would you be okay with that? And if you don't like the final numbers, I'll just give you your money back out of escrow. And you'll find that because this whole angel seed capital, this whole thing comes from generosity and vision and we're bringing as much integrity as we can to the conversation so that's a high integrity thing to do you want to receive their intention but the intention is also not to not to squander the money but to let them know you're doing the basics that you you would normally not take the money until you're ready but since they're ready to give you'll hold it for them while you finish uh, preparing to be really fully ready to receive, you know, the, the valuation, the deal structure, the legal stuff, ready to sign, all that stuff. 
that's perfectly valid, perfectly doable. And I wouldn't advocate it as a mass strategy, but if it's somebody you know personally and you just happen to be having a chat, again, don't go like on Facebook and say, hey, I'm raising money and do this because that'll be uh, an unregistered public offer, which in the United States and most other countries is illegal. But it's still legal to talk with people who are your friends about money. One-on-one. -on -one. You know, not just not mass marketing. With the new Title III laws I've mentioned, you can also mass market. You have to follow that process. Vegan Launch is here to help with that. All right, I think that's a good next step, good nice chunk of information for you to consider. And I'll see you in the next video.